You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. to still sing yeah because it it actually never got played out too much i know i don't think her music gets played that much anymore no it's been a couple years welcome to the Polly and monk show i am your host Polly david with me as always is the love of my life person who pisses me off most fiance co-host ed marco but you can call him monks because everybody else does hi monks i have a question for you what is it can i get your number mm, no <laughs> was that bad? Because is that like improv when you deny people? And it's ridiculous because I already have your number. Um, so do you know a, yes, and please don't use it. <laughs> do you know what? Who has that song? Sing that song. Can I get your number? Can I get your number? Um, can I get your number, baby? Um, Nelly. It's <laughs> also a group called No Authority. Wait a minute. Can I get 2000s. your number, baby? And I can go get with it. What is that? Sounds I think like it's Nelly. Nelly and Mariah Carey. They had a song together? Can I get your number, baby? So you and I can... Something about a jacuzzi and bubbles. It's really good. It's like one of my... It's one of my... The only songs I like, like recent songs I really like. Wait, I don't even Mariah. know. When did this one come out? You and I can go get G, Something about a G6 or a what? G4 and bubbles? <laughs> a G4. I don't remember. What are you saying? You don't like Mariah Carey's songs anymore? I don't like him as much as I used to, if I'm being honest. Oh, so you do like her new stuff. I like Mariah Carey. I think there's a bad... I think that people thought... I think I don't like Mariah Carey because I said a couple of things that people took the wrong way and they made every Mariah Carey blog in the world um, when Walter Afanasiev was on our show. But I truly like Mariah Carey. I mean, I think that she there are different things she should be doing, but it's not my career. So I don't have as much money as she does. For the record, you do like Mariah Carey. I like Mariah Carey. Yes. <laughs> all right. So we'll send a press release that says and Polly I'm not stuck in the '90s, as all those blogs said. <laughs> we'll say Polly loves Mariah Carey. That'll be our press release for tomorrow. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> oh, so you hate her? No, I would. I do love Mariah Carey. <laughs> Listen, Mariah Carey has given us some great, great work. Yeah, she has. You know, I just think it's weird when people get older. Like, I think people sometimes in this business have a hard time evolving. I think Madonna's. Uh, same way. Madonna she, was my number one bitch forever. Like, she she has done it. I think overall she's done a good job evolving. Mm, I just and, think she she can't let go that she's she can't let go. But she'll always be our baby. I think she can't like accept that she's sixty. She's not sixty, is she? Fifty eight. Is she really? Yeah. Well, and she was born in fifty eight. Does that make her fifty eight? No, fifty-six. 56. Uh, she'll be oh, fifty-seven in, in August. Yeah. No, no, she'll be fifty-six in August. Okay, what's well, her birthday? It is August sixteenth. Yeah. Um. No, but when we saw her on tour a couple of years ago, Madonna was giving more than her dancers were. No, 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 no. Live, no, 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 Madonna's no. amazing. I'm saying her persona 
is here's the difference between Madonna and Mariah. Mariah doesn't really work that much. Like Madonna goes on tour and puts on a tour. Mariah is becoming more known as being a personality at this point. So if you didn't like, if you're a kid, like, and you didn't know better, you might think Mariah Carey and Kim Kardashian are the same people. Now people like me and you are aware that Mariah Carey was a super talent. Well, so Madonna is much older. What if we call her Nona? Do you think that would give her more credibility? Nona? I don't think she would like that. Madonna Nona. Nona. Nona means grandma in Italian. <laughs> Madonna Nona. <laughs> what would she do as a grandma? I can't see her being a grandma. She'd like wear – she'd she, – first what I would do is I would make my – they my grandkids couldn't call me grandma. They would have to call me they, Madge or not grandma. And I would put a, a pacifier on their mouth that looked like a gold grill because I'm ironic. <laughs> and then I would teach them. I would make up my own chi- – I would read them my own children's books. And because all of my songs rhyme, I <laughs> – because all of my songs rhyme, I would sing them my songs. Would they, would they have to speak in British accents? Yes. <laughs> hey, remember Madonna was British for a little while? Was. Is was. she still? I think she still is. I'm not a Brit. Even though she loves New York, allegedly. I was born in Detroit. Because other cities make her feel like a dork. Yeah. I love Madonna and Mariah Carey. Don't get me wrong. Listen, the function in my – you know, anybody can blog about us and say, listen, I love when people do that. Haters are our real lovers, in honest, <laughs> truly, because if we didn't have that, we wouldn't have people sticking up for us. I love Madonna, and I love Mariah Carey. The function of art is to is to comment on culture. We're commenting on culture in our artistic way. Yeah. In our artistic way. So for uh, they do things for us to comment on them. Madonna doesn't wear a grill in her mouth for her own privacy. Mariah Carey's titties aren't hanging out of her dress as she's almost 50 – because she doesn't want people to talk about her in whatever way, you know, and and it's not up to her the way people talk about her, and it's none of her business. And she probably doesn't give a shit. She's home counting her money and, you know, <laughs> possibly having champagne. <laughs> a lot of champagne. <laughs> she's she's toasting her herself. Toast. Toast. Here's what my what I would love for Mariah Carey to do. I would love for Mariah Carey to put on a sexy yet sensible suit and sing because she can sing. She suit. doesn't. She can't. I don't know that Mariah Carey can hit the super high notes, and I'm not talking about the screaming like the the. Why would she wear a suit? Just something pretty, like put on. Mariah Carey's at a point now where she can put on a big ass beautiful gown and come out and sing a damn song in a lower key. And she will sound amazing because she can still sing. I think that's what she wears at home. But I don't think she wants to do that. I think she wants to be known as like a sex symbol. But I don't know anybody that thinks of her as a sex symbol. The problem is – and I think the same with Madonna. I think the problem is that they're becoming caricatures, and I don't want to see that happen. Welcome to the new Polly and Monks, motherfuckers. (laughs) No, um, but I, I, I appreciate these women for their artistry. Yeah, well, and and they had their peaks – a while ago at this point. But I think they could still peak again. I really do. Yeah, well, I think if, you know, what I hear about Madonna's new album is true and she's gotten with some of the producers that are 
really on top of their game now, I think she could have a couple more hits in the future. Yeah, I think Mariah Carey can have a hit or two, too. I really do. Oh, it didn't um, happen on the last album. Oh, well, I I mean, but that's the thing is there's you, you never know what the studio is putting behind it. So, you know, people like Katy Perry have a machine behind them. Yeah. With tons of money. Mariah Carey doesn't have as much money behind her to do that anymore. But Katy Perry's real and genuine. I saw her documentary. <laughs> I mean, are you are you implying that Mariah Carey's not real and genuine? Um, I don't know. I haven't seen her documentary. Have you seen Madonna's? Which one? Both. Truth or Dare? What's the second one? My first documentary was Truth or Dare Overseas Where I Live is called In Bed with Madonna. I can't do Madonna today. Oh. Usually my Madonna is pretty good. Bet you could do Cher. Have you seen my documentary, bitch? I'm doing Kathy Griffin doing Cher. <laughs> um, I, I loved Truth or Dare because I think, like, even watching Truth or Dare now, um, I feel like we saw a hungry artist at the top top of her game. Yeah. And like I think that she wasn't as affected by the business cuz she was still really working for it and she still she might even be working harder these days. I I don't know if she could work harder than she did in the early 90s, the late 80s early 90s, but I I mean I wouldn't put it past her like in between her yoga meditations to be working really hard these days. But I'm saying I think that she works harder for less now. For less. I think everybody does. For less what? I think she works harder for less exposure. Madonna used to be he. I mean, Madonna is still arguably the most recognizable person in the world. I I think I, living. I think she is living. We yeah. had a, we had a conversation today about who's who's the most famous person. Besides, we said Jesus is like most universally known. You know, L- living person. Yeah. No, not living. I'm saying in the world, who has been the most recognizable? Oh, you know, over time. Yeah. Yeah, Madonna for sure. Madonna, Michael Jackson. I would say Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah, yeah. More absolutely. than Madonna. Listen, I love a pop star. I do. Do you think – here's the anomaly. Janet Jackson is the anomaly. Janet Jackson hasn't worked in three years and is still still has A-list name recognition. Why, why is that? Because she's a Jackson. Because Tito Jackson doesn't have that. You know what I'm saying? Like Randy Jackson has, isn't. Has, have either of them had more than one hit? No, I'm saying that Janet. I don't know why that is. Why is that? Because she was a huge, huge pop star. Yeah. She was. I mean, Janet For, Jackson was as big as Madonna in the '90s, in the early '90s. Oh God! Now big, the Mariah Carey people are going to say again that I'm stuck in the '90s. As big as I, I wouldn't say as big as, but definitely. Big. I think she was. They were on tour at the same time, selling shit out. Yeah, but Madonna carried it throughout the 90s. Sitting over here, remember that song, If? That was the jam. That video um, is amazing. Think, would you say that you think Britney is is last decade's Janet? Here's, yeah, my, yes. here's my opinion. Britney was the Janet of her generation, and Lady Gaga is the Madonna of her generation. Yeah, I like that. I could see that. Because analogies. Britney was more like a dancer. And Madonna was more – even though Madonna is a trained dancer and she's an amazing dancer, um, and so is Gaga, it's more of a performance art kind of – well, a, you know, sort of. Well, Lady Gaga took several pages out of Madonna's playbook. Set, remember that day we went down the list and we were like Alejandro is the new La Isla Bonita? Yeah. Um, Born This Way is the new Express Yourself. Yeah. Um, several. Yeah. I mean changing hairstyles, clothes, being – being provocative, pushing buttons. Um, I feel like it was 
um, she took definitely took a page, and and there's like this whole, you know, uh, 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 what do you call it? Controversy. Yeah, that they don't like each other. Whatever. Um, but when, if I remember years ago when Lady Gaga first came out, do you remember Madonna? I think she took Lola to see Lady Gaga's concert. Well, when they when she first came out, Madonna went on Saturday Night Live with Lady Gaga and did a skit together. Oh, okay. She's like, "What the hell is a disco stick?" So she was trying to ride that wave, but Lady Gaga, I think it's created. I do. I think this is created. Well, she did ride the wave during during her last tour, MDNA tour. She sang. She did a mashup of "Express Yourself" and "Born This Way." Yeah. After she allegedly was upset because Lady da- Gaga did a reductive version of her song. Reductive. I think it's uh, I think it's genius marketing. Personally, I think they're probably friends. It helped both of them. Sure. But listen, Madonna's not – why do I keep saying listen? But listen, listen. song here in my heart, a melody I start but can't complete. Ooh, I'd love me some uh, Beyonce knows, yo. Yes. Oh, so – Sing a B. Anyway, I love pop stars. I do. I love Beyonce. I love all of them. I love them. Queen Bay. I love Mariah Carey. Bay Bay. I, I do. I love Britney – um, whoever else. I love them all. I do. I love them all. I love Ariana Grande. She, yeah. She's, she, she's the new. I got one less problem without you. She's just good. Oh, Frankie Grande is on Big Brother this season. Have you watched it? I haven't seen I it. I have. Is he's, he good? He's sweet. He's like the guy we know. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, he's a sweet guy. Well, we do know him, so. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And Ariana's so beautiful. She's cute. She's so. Uh, and she's, talented. She's like my girl type if, like, if I were 10 years younger. All right. Yeah. Well, you know okay. what I mean? Not at so, all. So <laughs> So we wanted to talk to you guys about kind of what's been going on with us. We know that we're we've been a little sporadic with you and I kind of wanted to start by going over a lot of the things that you guys have asked us and I did this in a blog, but I thought you guys might want to hear it from us. So, um the first question was what's going on with Toad Hop Network? So, essentially like your guess is as good as ours. So what happened was we were recording and um filming the Polly and Monk show at the Toad Hop Network Studios in Hollywood, California. And that location, um, they decided to move that location. And it was technically an office building. And the other tenants became, it was kind of like an artsy office building. And the other tenants kind of became concerned about the noise level um, that was <laughs> that was occurring. So uh, Monks and I physically, we're the only two. We helped Toad Hop move to their new location, which is at another radio station in Culver City. And we have not broadcast from there yet because they kind of put it on the back burner. So we've been talking with other networks. Toad Hop is well aware of it. Um, we, However, we do love the Toad Hop network, and we'd love to stay with them. We're just unsure about uh, – we're kind of right now – we're unsure at this point if we can. So for right now, what we're doing is we're recording our show from various locations like sets. Um, you guys know we came to you from the set of Grey's Anatomy once. We've come to you from the Tropicana Pool. We've come um, to you from film festivals. Hotels. We've even come to you from our own house and uh, rarely. So it's um, – we're on location right now, and that's – it's really fun for us. So this might just be something that we do, or we may build our own studio. And we, we definitely love our guests, and thank you for all your recommendations for our guests. Sometimes we'll have guests, and sometimes we'll just do our own show based on things that you want us to talk about, yeah. and things that are out in entertainment, absolutely or in the public eye. And you know, people have asked us about Sirius. We've talked to Sirius plenty of times. Um, I would love for that to happen. 
Yeah, that so would be we'll great. See. Um, and if our audio sounds different, it's because we've always had the luxury of having an engineer. And like sometimes we still do for our special shows, but when it's just Monks and I recording, we're really doing it ourselves. We have beautiful equipment that we purchased, you know, when we started doing the show back in the day. That's so long ago now. Uh huh. Plus, I was an engineer, so figure out the engineering part. You of it. did. You went to school for engineering. I did. MIT bitches. So, uh, television, television, television. Are we doing television right now? I'm not sure. I mean, we talked about it. We were, we've been approached to do a wedding show with a pretty famous wedding coordinator. Things are all possibilities. We talked about that we could have been on the Grammys if we had chosen to get married in that route. Yeah. Uh, a reality show is something that we've tossed around. I'm not sure. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'll be honest. I went to VidCon. Um, we went to New York, and then I came home early to go to VidCon, and I see the power of YouTube at this point. And when we did a poll online to see where you guys would like to see us, Everybody said YouTube. So I kind of feel like YouTube is really the way to go. Um, so we're talking about that. We are touring. Um, I, I wouldn't call it a tour, but we are touring the United States. So we have been to San Francisco, Vegas, New York, San Diego, San Diego, um, and we have other states that we're going to get to. So if you want to come out and see us, we'll definitely let you know. You know, you guys are all on our social media. We tried, even though our show has been a little sporadic, we've been trying to keep in touch with all of our pumpkins. We appreciate you guys sticking with us. And um, so we we also might be in Paris. So we're going to take our equipment and just do all that stuff. Yeah, so we'll broadcast live in French. So exciting. Bon, bonjour. Bonjour. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Uh, Question, when are you getting married? Well, sometime next summer. We don't have the exact date at this point, but we're planning for about a year from now. And we've gotten some of the pieces together in place, including the performers and um, performers and the, the performances and the entertainment section of the evening. Yeah, guest list we have, which is pretty amazing. Uh, where do you live? We live in Los Angeles. Are you planning to adopt? Uh, we're planning on having kids. Yeah, we're still going to work out sort of the logistics of that. I mean, the foster adopt thing is definitely something that we're considering. And obviously, we've done some, uh, you know, uh, fundraisers with Kids Save, which is a great organization. And um, we like the foster adopt idea. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, definitely, definitely kids. Every time we see kids, we're like, oh, let's, yeah, it's time. It's time. Okay, so this question, it, this came up a lot. So it said, I love your show, but I'm not interested in all of your guests. Do you have shows where it's just you two? So when I started this pod, I started this podcast like seven years ago and it was called the fruit salad show. I started as a hobby and what I intended to do was have half of the show a guest and then half me and my co-host at the time, Rico. Right. And what I wanted to do was retain our guests fans as our fans. And it happened. So now we understand you guys want to hear us, so we are playing around with different ideas for the format of the show, and uh, I love it. I love it. I love that you guys love to hear about us. I think what we'll do is we'll just have guests here and there, but not all the time. Yeah, and we, we've been getting to know some some new folks and you know things that would make sense for them to come on the show, so that would be fun. Totally. Uh, one question we get a lot is, have you ever become friends with fans of your show? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we don't look at them as fans. They're they're you know, we're here because of you guys and and it's part of just who we are. Like we, yeah. you know, we get to meet people. We're not we don't put up some kind of barrier against you know, the people that 
you know that that we that are fans of ours. So we just we just like to interact with people. That's who we are. Absolutely, absolutely. Was that on? Was that? Oh, you didn't watch RuPaul's Drag Race. You know who we saw in New York? Bianca Del Rio, the winner of season six we, RuPaul's Drag Race. We got to see this cool show called Broadway Bears. Um, it's an annual fundraiser that they do where they take um, like six or eight choreographers. They grab like 10 different uh, dancers and they, they practice. I heard they only practice for a few days, but they do this amazing choreograph choreographed dance. And then they have some special guests that come out and do little um, risque things in front of the audience to get the audience riled up and to show their money. butts. They do. It was really like this trip. We went to New York recently and it was, it was like a magical trip because I felt like everything just worked out the way it was supposed to. Yeah. It was just really, really special the people that we got to see the shows that we got to see and there's a certain energy that new york, new york has just because there's so many people there interacting with with each other not like in la where we get in our cars and we just kind of drive around but people see each other on the streets and they see each other on the subways and the buses and it's just it's a, it's a powerful electric city yeah we saw a ton of shows oh my gosh so the first one we saw was lady day at emerson's barn grill with you know six time Tony Award winner Audra McDonald, who you might know from as Mother Superior from The Sound of Music on NBC last year. I mean, she's just—I can't even tell you how much I adore Audra McDonald. Of course, you know her from Ragtime, Raisin in the Sun, Porgy and Bess. Um, she's done some television. She's, uh, yeah, Mother Superior and Sound of Music. Private practice on TV. She's, she won her sixth Tony this year for this. Uh, for this uh, play called uh, uh, Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill, where she portrays Billie Holiday. Um, but from her first note, as soon as she opens her mouth, you just melt because it's like Billie Holiday is right in front of you. And, and she just is so convincing in her performance. We we loved it. I, I was I was blown away. I really – I wouldn't have even seen that show, but Polly got full control of the – the ticket choices that night because I was still on a plane coming to You're New York. You're welcome. And he's so glad I did because we saw something in its prime. And uh, so she's she extended recently through September, I believe. So that's pretty amazing. If you guys can go see it. everyone I saw five shows. Monk saw seven. Everyone asks, what was your favorite show? And I, I can't help but tell people like, yes, this was my favorite show that I saw. And I feel like you have to just take it out of everything because it was just such a different piece and like just something I had never seen before. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. You know what else I heard recently that Audra is going to uh, climb every mountain. No, to do what is it? Oh, she's might go after this do a run of this play called Night Mother. Night Mother. Which I believe is they, they also made a movie in the eighties with Sissy Spacek like about this woman that's going to kill herself, and it's just her and the mother like the whole time. I forget who played the mother in the Sissy Spacek movie. Was it called Coal Miner's but Mother? Have a guess who's going to play who? Who it's rumored will play Audra McDonald's mother on the Broadway revival? Cicely Tyson. No. Um. Uh, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> No, but he does look like an old lady. Um, who? Felicia Rasad. No. <laughs> Not Ms. Huxtable. <laughs> uh, Oprah Winfrey. 
Oh, yeah. nice. So I would, The big O is back. I would probably want to see that. Back on Broadway. I think that would be pretty good. So the day was just good. It was our first full night in New York. Monks had just flown in. I We surprised our friend Eden Espinosa, who you guys know. Um, and I was sitting there like – well, I had texted her husband that we were coming like two weeks ahead of time, but I didn't want to tell her. So I just thought that we were going to surprise her like walking to a cafe and just be there and you'd freak her out. But I got these lady day tickets, and I was like, I just there's nobody I really would rather take, you know. And um, we actually did a little text conversation, me, Polly, and Eden. And Polly said to Eden, "Oh, what are you doing tonight? Do you want to meet us for a, a show?" And she was like, "What? Are you in town?" It was just really great. And great. I had a great business meeting that day, so we were just sitting there, and I was already like a little, you know. I was already a little emotional just because the day was going so well, and then monks had just flown in, and. I was so happy to see him and to see Eden. And we had another friend with us, Daniel, who we love. And I was just really excited. And then Audra McDonald opens her freaking mouth and Billie Holiday comes out. Yeah. And it was heart- I was- she was in heartbreak and disappointment and joy. And yeah, it was it was a once in a lifetime experience. But even when when she delivered funny lines, there was pain in them. Yeah, I couldn't even wrap my head around it, and I was introduced to Billie Holiday. Uh, okay, so oh, you're gonna love this one. My mom was like a child of the '70s, so she loved like classic rock, which is why I probably love classic rock. But the two, actually, she loved three women, and they're all very similar, but two of them really stick out. So the three women that my mom loved were Crystal Gale, Diana Ross, and Cher. So all right, let's talk first about good how taste. They all look alike. Right. They all have long hair. They're all like darker. They all have like, I mean, Diana Ross is black, but you know what I mean? They all have like, they all have gowns and the hair and the beauty and the glamour, right? Guess what my mom looked like? Hmm. <laughs> Actually, my mom looked so much like Cher. When, when, like now that I look at pictures, she looked so much like Cher. Yeah. It was so crazy. If we could turn back time. And I was like, mom, like I show her a picture of Cher. Like this is what you would look like if you, you know, went under the knife a little bit. <laughs> So, um, Christmas gift. But my mom loved this movie from 1972 called Lady Sings the Blues, where Diana Ross plays Billie Holiday. And Diana Ross re recorded like a ton of Billie Holiday songs, including God Bless the Child, You've Changed, Don't Explain, All of Me, Them, Their Eyes, like all the standards. But she didn't do it in a Billie Holiday voice. She did it like in a Diana Ross voice, and it was fantastic. And she was nominated for an Academy Award. So that was my first introduction to Billie Holiday. So. I knew all of those songs as Diana Ross first, and then I started, you know, really getting into Billie Holiday, kind of like when I got a little bit older. And she was amazing, and Audra McDonald sounded exactly like her. Uh, this explains you a lot. Oh, the share. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. I just love a glamorous chick. I do. I do. So that was my favorite show. Yeah. My my favorite – one of my favorite shows was Kinky Boots. Oh, yeah. Oh, I equated that show to like seeing someone in their prime. Yeah. So yeah. like seeing Cher in the 80s or seeing Whitney Houston in the 80s or seeing uh, Mariah Carey in 1990, just, just at the top of their game, you know? And she brought a dog out on stage. Come on. Come on. What more theater do you want than that? Uh, one of my favorite shows was Kinky Boots. Uh, we got to see that. With Billy Porter, um, I just I thought the show was just well he was in it we didn't watch it with him <laughs> well I, I I thought the show was just fierce and unapologetic um, it had <laughs> and, that sounds like it's on a billboard like <laughs> like 
fierce and unapologetic, says Ed Monks Marco from the Pauline Show. <laughs> Quote, it had incredible energy. Oh, my God. Billy owned his role. It was like um, I hadn't heard very good things about Aladdin, but our friend came back and his friend plays Aladdin in the show. And our friend that went with us, we kept there kept there's a billboard for Aladdin, but it kept rotating. But it would be various quotes that critics said. And one said, seriously? It's amazing. So our friend that our friend that has and and I have since heard really good things about Aladdin. So um, we kept saying that our friend Lewis said that. So said seriously, it was really like the Chicago Tribune or something. But you know, it's like seriously, it's the amazing. Wall Street Journal, the Chicago Tribune. Seriously, two thumbs up. Siskel and Ebert. So we kept. That's not we, appropriate anymore. But oh, oh, no thumbs up. So seriously, we kept going. Seriously, it's amazing, Lewis. <laughs> it was really fun. I that was one that we didn't get a chance to see, but I would like to see. Uh, um, but Kinky Boots was great. We even got to go backstage afterwards and, and meet Billy Porter. Um, our friend Paul Kanan is in the show, yeah. and he was fantastic. Paul Kanan is awesome. He's sweet. And uh, we saw If Then with Adina Menzel, and it was the first time I had ever seen her in a show. I've seen her, you know, uh, in concert. She sounded excellent. Conceal, don't feel, don't let them know, now they know. She did yeah. not sing that song No. in If Then. I think that... Oh, this might be an unpopular opinion. I think that – first of all, I think Adina Menzel is a fantastic singer. I'll preface that. I think she self-sabotages and gets very, very nervous on television. She did um, great at the Tonys this year. Oh, though. yeah. I was going to say that said this Tony appearance is the best I've ever heard her sing and this show. And that's the song that – one of the songs she sang in this. Yeah, it's called it Always Starting Over. It's the 11 o'clock 11th number. 11th hour number. <laughs> Do you know where the term 11 o'clock number comes from? Um, are you sure it's 11 o'clock? Yeah. Maybe that's what time they wrote this song. Here's where the term comes from. Musicals used to start at 8. So what an 11 o'clock number means is that it's a song that is in the second act that kind of like revives audience interest and you would take away with you when you leave. So that song generally occurred at around 11 o'clock. So that's where the term came from. Now, those rules don't apply anymore. Because shows start at eight and or two, and it's you know it's very different now. But that's what in, where the origins of an eleven o'clock number comes from. Thank well, you, Wikipedia. Even uh, like in Les Mis, I think One Day More is one of the big soaring songs that sticks out, and that's at the end of the first act. Right. So, or like some people consider Defying Gravity an eleven o'clock number. Right. Which is which I do. Defying gravity, and soon I'll match them in renown. Then we also kind of split up and we saw our own shows. Uh, I saw. Dun, 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 dun. Oh. I, uh, yeah, that's the theme to Mothers and Sons, which is what I saw. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was a play, and I, I rarely see plays. I'm more of a musicals kind of guy. And um, mo- question. Mother- yes. Remember one time you were really mad because I got us tickets to a play. I, first, I've never been mad at you, and second, you've never taken me to a play. Yes, I have. You were not happy, and now. You are so happy that we saw it. <laughs> Name it. Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and no. Grill. I've said play. Oh, that was a play. Oh, play. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Normal Heart. Yeah, we saw the Normal Heart with that revival cast. That was fucking incredible. We didn't just see it. We saw it in the front row. Yeah, Polly got, got milk. milk spilled on him. Yeah. And then they made it into an HBO movie, which I haven't seen yet. Yeah, we have to go see that. Yeah. Um, well, now that we have Apple TV. Yeah. Uh, 
we're, now that we have Apple TV, we're never going to hang out with any of you ever again. We're only hanging out with crazy eyes and and, uh, and red the, and red and, and the, Piper and Taylor. What's her name? Piper. Yeah, Piper, who looks like Katy Perry. I'm sure that's been said before. I I, I wouldn't have seen it until you said it. Now I can't get Katy Katy Perry's. If she had dark hair, she would look face. exactly like her. Yeah, she oh, really? she would. Um, okay, so Mother's and Mother's Sons. Sons was great. It was a play. Tyne Daly was in it. Um, there was they they set it up with great dema- uh, dramatic tension from the start. There was it was a one act, um, and I I thoroughly enjoyed. It. it had some really good themes. Um, I saw it on closing night. So um, if you get a chance to see it, uh, Terrence McNally play, I would recommend Mothers and Sons. Yeah, a lot of people loved that show. Um, I saw Rocky. With Andy Carl, who is my friend Orfe's husband, and uh, I met Andy Carl before he he was in the in nine to five when uh, Megan and Stephanie Block and Allison Janney did nine to five a few years back. He was he played one of the characters, and he's just the sweetest guy, and he's fucking hot. And he he bulked up for that. His role. body is ripped. He was also at Broadway Bears. We uh we got really lucky because we saw Broadway Bears like we said, but James Franco was there. We saw his his ass. We saw Ellen Cumming. We saw Bianca Del Rio, who promised us in writing on Twitter she was coming on our show. So it's a fish. Sorry about it. She's not a fishy queen though. She's not a fish. She's a comedy queen. What what is fish fishy? Oh, queen? I was hoping you would ask. Okay, Monks doesn't watch RuPaul's Drag Race, which that's gonna change season seven. Oh, I also want to make a season seven prediction. Right now, that they have not announced casting, my prediction is that Derek Barry... Why are you talking like this? I don't know, but I'm sounding official. <laughs> Derek Barry and Vicky Vox will be contestants on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 7. Why Why? Why are you picking those two? Derek Barry plays Britney Spears in Divas Las Vegas, one of our favorite shows of all time in Las Vegas. I see you go see it, Divas LV on Twitter. Frank Marino's amazing. He play Derek Barry plays Britney Spears. Now, Derek has been around the peripheral of RuPaul's Drag Race for a while. We saw him at the finale. Vicky Vox is part of a trio called DWV, which is Detox, Willem Belli, and Vicky Vox. They do song parodies on the internet. They tour the world singing these songs. Really good, right? They did that. They did a whole Chick Fil A one with. Uh, Wilson Phillips, they do That Boy is a Bottom, they do uh the new the Katy Perry one, that song you like, Uncontrollable, what is it called? Unconditionally. Unconditionally. They do a new one for that. And Vicky Vox is the one out of the three that has not done it. So I, oh. that's my prediction. Alright. I said it here first. <laughs> uh don't remember what we were talking about at all. Um you, way, somehow Bears, you were talking about Rocky. Andy Carl. Oh, yeah. Rocky, but okay, I had to go backward. Rocky is a stage spectacle. So when I went to Rocky, I was thinking it was like a smaller play. It's at one of the bigger theaters, the Winter Garden. Winter Garden? Is that the what Winter it's Garden. The Winter Garden Theater. It's a bigger venue. Very I mean for New York. Very good. Uh loved the show. Um the staging it's it's a big production like it's a big production kind of like wicked or something like that i i did not expect it i mean the you know the the songs aren't in the the uh choreography no the choreography is the the costumes aren't it's not like a fantasy show oh well, it's a real life show but the sets are the costumes are just what gym sweats. shorts yeah there's a lot of shirtless activity going on in this show, nice. and these guys are in crazy shape, right? So, but the sets are just amazing, and then this finale, which Monks doesn't want me to talk about, 
the finale is something I have never seen. Like, I don't know how Rocky is going to go on tour, which I think it will, but I don't know how, do you think if then would still be open if Adina wasn't in it? No, I don't. I, I think agree. she really powers the show. Yeah, she's she, yeah. If I, then powered by. Remember Adina when she, she comes out and she's like, "Hey, it's me. I can't do Adina. Hey, it's me. I can't." Um, but there was like a like the first line of the show is, "Hey, it's me," and the applause just went on forever. Yeah, it yeah, was, was really great. Yeah. Um, you were talking about Rocky, and it's so good. This finale is something I have never seen happen in um theater before. Um, amazing. I loved every second of it. That's awesome. The lyrics, I was kind of like, oh, God, these lyrics are hacky, which they are. And I was also thinking to myself that um, that's how Rocky probably would talk. The lyrics or the book? No, the book is great. The lyrics are to be desired, but the lyrics are also the way the characters would talk. So Rocky, as a character, is not a particularly smart person. So for him to sing smart lyrics... It wouldn't make sense, but it's you know it's you know catch twenty two. Um. Well, somehow in Orange is the New Black, all the prisoners are super articulate. Somehow, how does that even work? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we just started watching Orange is the New Black, uh, and we're going to be working with Laverne Cox in uh in at San Diego Pride. We're so excited. Let's finish this, and then I want to talk about San Diego because we right. need to get to that. Right. Uh. And then we saw a Gentleman's Guide to Love and Matter. Yeah, the Tony winner for best musical 2014. It wasn't really my cup of tea. It was a, it was different from traditional musicals that I like with the big eleventh o'clock hour numbers, and uh, <laughs> it uh, the characters for me it was hard to empathize with any of them because it was a, the whole play was a farce and uh, I mean basically the the gentleman is killing several people and they make light of that which is not a happy subject. But that happens on everything. They always make everything. I think on I think on a lot of a, in a lot of entertainment they make you feel really bad for the bad guy. Look at Orange Is the New Black. You feel terrible for criminals. But I, that's that's my point. I didn't feel empathy. Oh, for the, so it's a farce. The... It's to me. It's like to me. It's like a stage version of the movie Clue, which I fucking love. It's one of my favorites, and I would. I would disagree with Monks and say we have this conversation. I would say that this is one of the more traditional musicals I've seen in a long time based on staging, costumes, choreography. Um, it reminds me of old shows like Ragtime or Oklahoma where it's an ensemble cast and it's not too reliant on stage uh, uh, sets and stuff like that. Yeah, I um, yeah, I just I – just, it's, it's, it's definitely um, a preference thing. I thought that the singing was great and I thought the music – was uh, musically was great. Yeah, it seemed really old timey and traditional to me. Old timey. It doesn't old-timey. have like uh, I, monks likes things that are like uh, character development things. Exactly. And there were not. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. I just liked it as a musical, as that. I try to watch things like we were talking about Maleficent. I try to watch things as separate things and not compare them to things I like. So like, you know, a lot of people didn't like Maleficent because oh, spoiler alert. It changes the story of Sleeping Beauty, right? She, she wakes up. But I – well, she woke up in – but I, if I watch it as this is a completely new story, I don't even think this is Maleficent's point of view. I just think this is – I'm watching a completely new movie. So when I'm watching something like Gentleman's Guide, I'm not thinking, oh, I liked another thing better than that. I'm just saying when I walked away from it, I wasn't excited. I wasn't I – wasn't, I didn't go anywhere. I, I wasn't – 
it didn't take me anywhere. Yeah, so. I loved it. Um, and then you saw. I got to see more. two more. I and I absolutely have to tell you about. It. I loved Cinderella, which just one of the most old-fashioned, traditional Roger and Hammerstein type musicals. Hey, we can do it. Did they do that song? We can do it. We can do it. We can help our Cinderella. We can make her dress real pretty. There's nothing to it really. No, they didn't do any Smurf songs. We'll tie a sash around it. Put the ribbon through it. <laughs> that's a little creepy. That's um, from well, I mean, that's real creepy, but that's from Disney's Cinderella. No, it was it was Rodgers and Hammerstein created this musical um based on the old Cinderella stories, but they didn't put it on Broadway back in the fifties, they put it on national television. And what I read about it afterwards was what other kind of television existed in the fifties? Um crime, crime capers? No, other than national. Oh, there was local television. There was? Yeah, of course. Like, oh. you know, the little I think local national television is a white trash term. <laughs> because um, I think it's like what people say on – every time I hear someone say national television, I think they're trying to make a white trash point. So it reminds me of when people go on like – On national on television. On the Jerry Springer show on Mario Povich. I can't believe you're doing this on national television. <laughs> <laughs> um, supposedly 100 million people – saw this on national television back in the 50s, and it was their introduction of Julie Andrews. I don't believe it. I don't believe 100 million people owned televisions in the 1950s. Exactly. 25 million people watched it, and there were 4 million people per household. So it was it was about 100 million oh, people. Yes. Uh-huh. That makes more sense. So the well, be- and keep in mind, back in the day, there were like two channels. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, probably, so three, on the other probably two- three, right? ABC, NBC, CBS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. And probably PBS. I think Sesame no. Street was around. No. Yeah. I don't remember the order of those, but I don't think one of those came until the 60s. You're not that old. You have no idea. Uh. <laughs> um, so the music from Cinderella sounded like this mashup of Oklahoma, South Pacific, um, Carousel, King and I, all those Rodgers and Hammerstein's musicals. And it was, it was just perfect. Like I went away humming the songs and some of them sound like not as great versions of the, the original of the other ones, but, but some had really just cute numbers. Fran, Fran Drescher was in it. The nanny. She played, uh, she didn't play the nanny. She played the, uh, wicked, the step, wicked stepmother. The wicked stepmother. You know who's playing? Okay. So Disney's doing a live action version of Cinderella. It's like their next Maleficent. Oh, it's, what's her name? Uh, Kate, Kate Blanchett. Blanchett is playing. Do you know her name? Olga. No, Lady Tremaine. And I can't wait. Lady Tremaine is my favorite character. I love villains because villains are all misunderstood, right? Um, I love villains. I love Lady Tremaine. She is a bitch. <laughs> and I love Kate Blanchett. Next. Yeah. Uh, Fran Drescher wasn't really – didn't play it that wickedly. But it was it was Cinderella. a lot of fun. I can't do Fran Drescher. <laughs> I can't do it. But that, that one was good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Um, I actually have never seen Fran Drescher in anything. Uh, even, uh, what's it called, The Nanny? Never. Okay. Um, finally, I got to see... Finally! I saw Les Mis, Monks. You come along! Ooh, correct. Sorry, sorry Polly, I saw it without you. I saw uh, Ramin. Without you. Ramin Karimlu was Hot. amazing. He, he was... Uh, great as dirty Jean Valjean. He was great as cleaned up Jean Valjean. His voice was just soaring and commanding, and he just had such a huge stage presence. I I loved it for him. I, I had seen Les Mis many many times, but he was he was flawless. 
I mean, I wanted to go see Les Mis, and here's what Monks doesn't know. I tried to get Les Mis tickets for the night we went to Lady Day, and I didn't get them. So I went with Lady Day. Um, we used this app called Today Ticks, which is terrible. Don't use it, guys. It's really awful. They were so bad. Like, we didn't get the seats that we wanted. We didn't get discounts. Stick with TKTS. You know where you're sitting. Yeah, TKTS. You know what good. you're paying. You know where you're going. Stick with TKTS. You actually get to pick your seats ahead of time. And so, I mean, I did that for actually for, what is it, for Les Mis. And I and got Cinderella. an orchestra seat. Yeah, so it was it was fantastic. Um, I we, well, that was after we learned. We kind of made up for lost time that we hadn't been in, to New York in a few years. Make up for lost time. We say there's no future for us as a pair. You're, just, you're in a singing mood today. I know I'm sing song and I'm not hitting any notes. We that's not true. We loved our trip so much we actually had serious discussions about moving to New York for the first time in forever. forever. Oh, God. Jinx. Jinx again. <sighs> we finish each other's. I hate this. <laughs> Welcome to the Monks. Uh, we got show. to bike ride around Central Park, and then we also got to go to the Public Theater Gala, which was amazing. The Gala. The Public we Theater saw, Gala. We we met Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Jonathan Groff. Super Zachary, sweet Jonathan Groff. Zachary. Spock, Spock, Quinto. Exactly I don't know how to say his name. Quinto, American Horror Story. So sweet, uh, real sweet guy. We had. We a, thought Jane Lynch right next to us. We didn't say hi. Was that rude? We no, not at all. We heard a memorable performance from Melissa Manchester. And we got to meet her, and, and she was great. So we cried out loud. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> she was great. Uh, there was a rumor that Barbara was going to be there. She wasn't. It was Miss Manchester. Was, she was fantastic, and it was a tribute to Marvin Hamlish, specifically a chorus line, which you know the song one. Thrilling combination, every move that she makes. Did Mario Lopez do chorus line? Oh, God, I hope not. I think he did on Broadway. Mario Lopez is super hot. Yeah. Uh, at Broadway Bears, we also got to meet Alan Cumming, Jerry Mitchell, who uh, produces Broadway Bears. It was amazing. It was and he did Kinky Boots. Super great night. And Andy Carl was also shirtless there. I saw Andy Carl shirtless on that trip more than I saw you shirtless on that trip. <laughs> <laughs> it was just really fantastic. And uh, so thank you, New York. It was so fun. Thank um, you to the city of New York. Thanks, New York. One of the things that we got to do also was host this. Okay, so we we've been traveling, like we said. And uh, we've been in San Diego, Vegas, San Francisco, New York. Um, we're going back to San Diego. Uh, we might go to Paris, uh, Texas. We've done Palm Springs. Yeah, Palm Springs. Just so many places. And we're uh, we were in San Diego. We hosted the United States' first official gay day at a fair, and it was called Out at the Fair we're at the so San proud. Diego Fair at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Very honored to be asked to do it. We met our new pal Ricky Rebel, who um, toured with Britney Spears. And he was discovered so, by Michael Jackson. You know how there are some people that you just – they're just a star. Like, you know what I mean? They just have a presence. Yeah, he's just a star. Yeah. He and just has it. Super sweet guy. His, I, I couldn't take my eyes off of him during his performance. Yeah, like he was just great. full of energy just yeah. giving the whole time. And very nice too. Uh, and so we got to do that. They ran uh, – well, Monks had to leave in the middle of our set because oh he my gosh. Had, his sister went into labor and we had a brand new nephew. So I got to host this uh, thing called Voice of Pride and it was it's a contest that – This is the voice. This is the voice. 
and they do um, what they do is they hold competition like karaoke competitions around the city and for each one there's like five or six people one person wins those people advance to the finals and then those finalists sing and they're and a winner is determined do you know what that winner gets to do that winner gets to perform in the 10 minutes before the headliner at san diego pride goes on oh my gosh that's a major huge deal so as you guys know on july 19th and 20th we are hosting the main stage of san diego pride Babe, any idea of how many people are, are expected? A uh, hundred. Uh, 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 no, for real. Uh, in, in San Diego Pride? Yeah. I don't know, a couple thousand. Forty to 50,000 people. Have you been in front of that many people before? Um, yeah, yeah, I have. Uh, no, I never have. I mean, not <laughs> on our show. Obviously, on our show, we're in front of that many people. But I mean, like, on, on a stage. No, I never have. So we're so excited because we get to introduce Alex Newell from Glee. Sharice, who you guys know, she, uh, David Foster, um, uh, just, you know, quote unquote, discovered her. And she's a Filipino girl. She was also on Glee. Her, her oh, name yeah. was, not to be stereotypical, but her name was Corazon Sunshine or something. Oh, yeah. And she's a great singer. Um, she came out, I think, last year. She doesn't use her Twitter anymore, so she has this other one, official CCRP. Um, uh, she looks – I'm not sure. I, I mean I'll ask her. She looks real butch, so I don't know if she's transitioning. I don't know what's happening, but she just seems so nice. Can't wait to introduce her. Uh, we have Robbie Rivera who's going to be there. We have uh, Deborah Cox. Sorry about it. She's – that's great. It's How did you get here? Oh. <laughs> and she was in Jekyll and Hyde on Broadway with Constantine Maroulis, who was also at Broadway Bears. I love Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Remember we saw Thomasina Abate in it? Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. She's an amazing like local singer. And yeah, that yeah. one had some good 11 o'clock numbers. Thank you. And um, so – the guy that won on this – I mean if the the guy that won when I hosted that, the that voice particular pride. competition, if he doesn't win, I mean I don't – these other singers must be incredible. I, I can't mean, wait. The level of talent, I was blown – I was seriously – I was blown away. That's, like Carrie Underwood. <laughs> uh, or Jeff Bridges. <laughs> or Dorothy Gale. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, there was a movie called Blown Away. I thought that was Michael Douglas. No, Jeff Bridges was in the movie. It was uh, set at part of it was set at MIT when I was at oh. school there. Yeah, they filmed it there. Which is the one with what Michael are you Douglas about? where he has like a suitcase on the poster? Oh, um, ah, I know what you're t- talking about. You're talking about Wall Street. No, it's like Walk Away or Falling Down. It's called Falling Down. Yeah, what, Falling. What, down. what does it have to do with anything? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of where the kind of what just happened to this show. Um, so, like we said, we are going to be at San Diego. So when we went to um, when we did out at the fair, San Diego, which I want to give a shout out to William, Jonathan, Iggy, Iggy, uh, and all the boys out there, for all just, the volunteers, and all of the volunteers, just for making our life, I mean, so easy. It was so nice. And if I'm sorry if we forgot, I know we're forgetting somebody. Um, it was just so it, it you made our life so easy. Thank you for the water and thank you for. You know, Thank you for volunteering. Scripts and, you guys and were there for like 12 hours a day. Just providing everything that we needed, and you guys are so easy to work with, and you guys make us look good. So thank you so, so, so much. Um, and while we were there, we stayed at this cool resort, 
It was on so, Shelter Island. You know, we do like a lot of hospitality. We go to a lot of places. Sometimes we stay in five-star resorts. Sometimes we stay in no-star resorts or no-star motels. Um, what we love the most is like a boutique hotel. So there's a place in San Diego called Shelter Island, and it's it's a bunch of like converted old motels. So this one is a resort called Kona Kai, and this is also going to be my hit of the week, by the way, monks. I don't you didn't know that. Kona Kai is this resort that was changed from like it seemed what it seemed like like an old motel. And they changed it, and the furnishings are so cute. I felt like I was living on the beach. It felt like we were in Hawaii when we walked into that uh, lobby. That's my Hawaii, like, like I'm wearing like a a, a grass skirt. Uh, <laughs> Does it sound like American Idol? It kind of sounds like a whale. Oh, I thought whales sounded like. <laughs> oh, that's elephants. <laughs> Can you believe I just made that noise? Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's incredible. Thank you. Incredible. Remember that show that's incredible in the eighties? Anyway. Yeah, I do. Um so Kona Kai is so cool. They have like a it's a whole resort. They have this amazing restaurant. We got to sit in the courtyard. Also, they're refurnishing their restaurant. They we sat in the courtyard and just had this amazing meal. It's on the water. I mean you can you know that we saw the water from our room. You can see all the boats from the from the so, room. It was clean, wonderful. The staff is incredible. You can visit them at KonaKaiResort.com, but they're also part of the Noble Hotels uh, – I'm sorry, Noble House Resorts chain. Right. I believe it's ResortKonaKai.com. Oh, ResortKonaKai.com. Yeah. Sorry. And um, they but have check a – Check out. It's exactly what it's uh, – you know, if you want to do it in a search, Kona Kai. Kona like the coffee. Kai like K-I – K A I, and um, it's it was even, okay. It was even fun. We had um, they had a, a game room, and so we went and played some ping pong, and we played some Wii, and we just hung out with some friends and there. We did some karaoke in there, even yeah. though we brought our own. It was just really a fantastic time, and it was it's inexpensive. Um, the the rates are good. You're on the ocean. You're in this really cool part of San Diego called Shelter Island, and there are some great restaurants there. Kona Kai is right there, like right in the middle of everything. The and rooms are really nice. So yeah. I really recommend checking out Kona Kai and following Noble House Resorts on Twitter. So good. That bed, Monks, I didn't want to get out of it. Yeah, <laughs> and you left. By the way, so monks had to leave early because he had a uh, because our new nephew was born. I had to. I literally took a plane, train, and automobile to get from San Diego all the way to pass. Not even the Oakland, not even Oakland, but outside of Oakland. So, so to be fair, long day. we were supposed to be out of out of, out at the fair at you know at a certain time, and they asked us to stay a few hours longer. Which we're live performers, so we're used to that, and we always say yes. Um, but monks couldn't this time, and it went. It was fine. Um, one of the oh, by the way, one of the singers sang "I'm Going Down," and when she got off the stage, I, I said, "Thank you for singing my theme song." <laughs> it was just really fun. It was a fun time. Stay at Kona Kai, um, San Diego Pride, June 18th through 20th. Laverne Cox is going to be there. Deborah Cox is going to be July, there. July 18th through 20th. July. What did I say? June. <laughs> you said June. <laughs> July 18th through 20th. Um, Laverne Cox. Deborah Cox, sponsored by Cox Cable. San Diego loves Cox. It is going to be so fun. I can't wait. We're going to be on the main stage. That's going to be amazing. With our brand new Vistaprint banner that I put on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot wait. You guys, please come and say hello. We're going to be there both days. We're On, on Saturday, we're there from 12 to 6. On Sunday, we're there from three to nine, announcing all of your headliners. So excited to be there! We are, we're, you know, we're Southern California boys, so it's nice to be home. We haven't been home. I haven't unpacked my suitcase in two months. That means he walks around with a lot of baggage. 
But enough about monks. Uh, we love you guys. Follow us on Twitter at Polly and Monks. We're going to start using our Instagram also at Polly and Monks. You can always email us, Polly and Monks fans at gmail.com. Check out our WordPress blog, pollyandmonks.wordpress.com. We love you guys so, so much. Have a fantastic day. Oh, and Outfest is coming soon. We're going to tell you all about it. Yeah, there's a movie called Life Partners that's going to premiere on opening night. And the musical this year is my favorite movie of all time. You're getting louder. The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Have you ever done? Starring one Miss Judy Goddamn Garland. Have you ever gone to a sing-along for that, Polly? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did once because it did come back, back out into theaters, but it was like a bunch of kids. This is going to be us and a bunch of gay people. <laughs> and it is basically a be. bunch of kids. So he, I have seen at the at the Outfest sing-along, I have seen Dream Girls, Hairspray, Grease 2, and now... And Pitch Perfect. Oh, Pitch Perfect. And now The Wizard of Oz. W-O-O. I cannot wait see i was doing your w-o-o thing <laughs> i don't want to end the show but we're going to i love you guys thanks everybody pumpkins you are the best see you in san diego bye dude up dude up